Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe. New York Governor Kathy Hochul said yesterday that 379 employers statewide have identified 18,000 unfilled jobs that can be filled by migrants, including 1,294 jobs on Long Island. These jobs are open primarily to Venezuelan migrants under the federal temporary protected status waiver, allowing migrants to take jobs as soon as today. State Labor Department is connecting businesses seeking employees to migrants who have attained legal work status. Michael Gormley reporting on Newsday.com that employers who join the effort are primarily in lodging and food service, healthcare and social assistance, manufacturing, administrative support, construction and retail fields. Fifteen of the employers who signed up are in the scientific and professional fields. Hochul noted many Venezuelans are skilled professionals fleeing that country, which once had a global petroleum industry. Quote, migrants and asylum seekers came here to work, so let's put them to work, Hochul said, comparing the migrants to her own immigrant uh, grandparents from Ireland. Quote, right now we have a migrant crisis and a workforce crisis by connecting work-eligible individuals with jobs and opportunity in New York. We can solve them both and secure a brighter future for all New Yorkers, end quote. In other news, motorists entering Manhattan will save between 4 to $7 on the cost of new congestion pricing tolls if they already paid a toll to enter Manhattan, but it will mean charging a higher toll to all drivers once they get below 60th Street, MTA officials said yesterday. Alfonso A. Castillo reporting on Newsday.com that the revelation came at the third meeting of the Traffic Mobility Review Board, the six-person panel with making uh, recommendations on the cost and structure of the Metropolitan Transportation Authority's Central Business District Tolling Program, the long-debated congestion pricing plan, which could take effect as early as May, aims to reduce traffic in Manhattan and generate an additional billion dollars in revenue each year for the MTA. After receiving recommendations from the board, the MTA is expected to issue its final toll structure later this year. MTA officials have said the range of the tolls during peak periods will be between 9 and $23 for EasyPass users. Monday's meeting focused on potential discounts and exemptions that could be applied toward the new tolls, including credits for vehicles that already paid a toll at an East River crossing like the Queens, Midtown, and Hugh L. Carey tunnels, which cost almost $7 for EasyPass holders. Juliet Michelson, the MTA's special advisor to the TMRB, noted there were pros and cons to offering crossing credits while doing so would reduce the overall cost to enter Manhattan for some drivers. It would necessitate charging a higher toll than the lowest possible amount at $9. Offering no crossing credit would allow the MTA to keep the new tolls as low as possible but would do nothing to reduce the problem of bridge shopping, as Michelson called it. That's where some motorists drive out of their way to enter Manhattan at a free crossing like the Queensboro Bridge, which causes traffic backups there. In school news, the Wontaw and Wyandanch school districts have filed a lawsuit against the New York State Board of Regents in an effort to continue using the Warriors team name following a statewide ban on schools having uh, indigenous mascots, names, and in imagery. Jim Baumbach reporting on Newsday.com that the lawsuit filed in Central Islip Federal Court late last week said both schools plan to change their respective mascots and or logos to remove any Native American associated imagery, but wish to retain their decades-old name. Quote, if the Wyandanche UF SD and Wontaw UFSD retire their Native American imagery and successfully rebrand the Warriors' name, then there's no rational reason why they should not be able to continue to use the Warriors' name. The lawsuit wrote the new state rules called for public school systems to have agreed by June that they would comply with the ban and then eradicate references 
to Native American names, mascots, and imagery on school property by June 2025. Wanta and Wyandere among 13 Long Island districts impacted. Their lawsuit comes a week after the Massapequa School District filed a more expansive federal lawsuit against the State Board of Regents. Massapequa's lawsuit filed in Central Islip Federal Court September 21 seeks to invalidate the statewide ban on Native American names and imagery because the school's Board of Education believes it violated their constitutional rights. Massapequa goes by the team named Chiefs. The 17-member State Board of Regents unanimously voted in favor of the ban in April. Wanta and Wyandanche's lawsuit named each Regents member individually as a defendant. And finally, just a little love note that the Long Pond Greenbelt's 24th annual celebration will be taking uh, place this Saturday, October 7th, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's at the Vidyard Field behind SOFO, the South Fork Natural History Museum. It looks like there's going to be a migratory bird walk at 10 a.m. There's going to be story time at 10.30 with John Germain Library. Music at 10.45 with the Hampton Library. Uh, You can meet the animals from Quag Wildlife Refuge at 11. All sorts of fun going on through noon uh, with a, a search for reptiles and amphibians with snakeman Chris Chapin. Um, looks like there's complimentary refreshments and ice cream. That's this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Vineyard Field behind SoFo on the 7th of October. I'm reading the weather in Montauk in honor of Allison Cipher joining us for the uh, Hot Studio segment at the bottom of the hour, looking like a sunny Tuesday with a high near 75 degrees. Calm wind coming west around 6 miles per hour. Areas of fog tonight after 9 o'clock. Otherwise mostly clear tonight with a low around 61 degrees. Southwest wind 3 to 5 miles per hour. Right now it's 64 degrees. I've got a Constellation edition uh, planned for you. All pl- packed around uh, a song that Jason Nauer of LTV Studios sent to me after we recorded uh, the weekend live with Bill McCuddy. Uh, that's going to be running through the Hamptons International Film Festival uh, over the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, very excited about the film festival. We are going to be talking to someone uh, at the bottom of the next hour. I think Anne Shasun is not feeling well, so I'm not sure if Anne will be with us or who will be on but uh anyway this track is called hot blooded it's from a band called new constellations and uh so i ended up making a constellation playlist and then this morning my little sister goes you know into labor and so she's we're getting ready for my niece to be born and i'm thinking does this match up with uh, what's going on there and my gosh uh she's got a a galactic nursery theme, a Bruin, Nebula's Galore. So Constellations is perfect for that. I think I'm going to kick it off with Kaleo Hot Blood from the A slash B record. I'll bunny hop past Foreigner Hot Blooded. But you can always find the secret tracks on the playlist when this episode is archived around uh, noon on WLIW.org slash radio, the same place you can stream the show and all our shows, all of us here at WLIWFM, 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Kaleo. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love. You turn your back, you're a broken man They come around and just die and just shake your head I don't expect you to understand Just keep telling yourself there's no shame They don't know
TV. All right, from new constellations to a track called Old Constellations. It's a sky from the Sea and the Stars record of 2014 on WLIWFM. All right, so that was Sky, Old Constellations from the Sea and the Stars record, leading us to the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour, a little after midnight. If you're listening to the replay, and that means it's time for our hot studio segment, underwritten by Peconic Landing. I made a whole host of interview dates when I was uh, writing a couple articles for the most recent Express magazine, uh, the Festival Edition, and one of them is with the artist whose badass uh, 
illustration is found on the cover of the magazine, the one and only Allison Cipher. Good morning, Allison. Thank you for being with us. Good morning, Gianna. Thank is, you. Wait, is it Cipher or Cipher? I can't remember. It's Cipher. Okay. You know, it's important. <laughs> it's, okay. it's important. Okay. So first of all, uh, so much uh, love for the cover, for your work, which I'm sure you must get all the time. Uh, I think it was like at least three artists that I spoke to for the article about the arts and crafts fair for the Sag Harbor Chamber were raving about your work. So I already oh, knew before I even got to see it. Oh, very well. That's I'm thrilled. That's um, that's very humbling because there's a lot of good artwork there and a lot of good hardworking people who uh, show up every year. So right. I'm flattered. So can, thank can, you. Can you talk? Can you take us back all the way back and to, you know to uh, where it started for you when you. Uh, began picking up, and, and I don't know what it was, if it was a pencil or a crayon or, or what it was. I think it was a crayon, and I used to sort of um, sort of sneak drawings. I had a bunk bed when I was a kid that I shared with my sister, and she had the top bunk, I had the lower bunk, and I would draw with my feet on the bottom of her bunk bed so I wouldn't wake everybody else up. And I guess that's where it started. So wait, so th- um, so that would be that would be gone. like so you had your foot in the air, right? I had my foot in the air, and I would put a crayon between my toes, and I would draw underneath the bed, the, underneath her bed. That's amazing. Um, I don't know, sort of a monkey kind of trait. Yes. Um, but have... I've always drawn. Yeah, I don't know why. It sort of was something I picked up early. I love that. And what would you What would you draw? Yeah. What would you draw with your feet? I don't, I probably animals, I think. I used to like to draw animals a lot, especially horses, and I would draw flowers. I don't know, anything that sort of popped into my head. How would you um, keep... Sometimes narrative little scenes. Yeah. How would you keep the paper affixed? Like, would you put it behind, like, the bars so it stayed in place, but then... No, it was you... pure graffiti. It was just on the wood um, that was, on whatever it was, plywood that was supporting her mattress. That's so amazing. So you made like a mural. I would make, yeah, it just sort of came together. It just sort of wherever there was space, I would fill it up. I um, love this. I'm sorry, when I was said it? I, I said I love this. What, oh. So what, when was it discovered or was it? Well, well, it was something that, you know, um, I think it was my mom was looked up there and said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I, I just, you know didn't want to wake anybody up. Right. So um, it was kind of like that. It was just sort of something I, a place I always went to, something I always liked, um, quiet, you know, little drawings. So I just kept doing it. And then eventually went to um, art school. I went to um, Parsons School of Design and studied illustration. Beautiful. And um, from there just kept going. I started off doing editorial work. Uh, for magazines and newspapers, which there was a lot of work to be had back in the 80s. And um, and so worked in, in you know, traditional media, mostly gouache, um, and then eventually moved to digital art um, back in the 90s, late 90s. C- kind of early, well, but, this, but the, which is good. It was one of those things because... Um, you know, when you're working for a magazine or a newspaper, everything's due. You're the last person on the assembly line, so everything is due like yesterday. Right. So when I, when the, um, when the actual um, technology came, it stinked. It was terrible. It was uh, eight megabytes of RAM. It was like a Mac two CI, and it was, um, you know, you didn't have a nice. I think I drew the mouse. You know, I scanned everything, and then filled in color with. Got it. Uh, it was just really hard so now it's it's a lot quicker and a lot more streamlined obviously and a lot of people use it now we have ai to even do it for us so um but i think it's uh it was at the time it was great it allowed me to actually to move out here from um manhattan because back in the day you had to really just um be right in new there. york where the publishing houses were yeah right so when did you end up yeah, moving so, out 
I moved here in 1993. I moved to Montauk um, and uh, never left. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So now I'm in Springs and I love it. And um, a lot of artists here and a lot of uh, different kind of work. So uh, I still do illustration, but I also do these art fairs, which I love um, because I'm actually um, – Instead of waiting for someone to call me up and have them draw something for them, I actually am making things that are a lot more fun and I can sell to people out here. And, so and of course, uh, yeah, we can celebrate your Relson posters. Can you talk a little bit yeah. more about uh, this contest? I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that, that I learned about it just uh, this fall uh, because of you. Oh, very nice. Well, that's good. That's what the job for the posters are supposed to do, make people aware of it. So I'm glad that uh, we grabbed you, or grabbed your attention anyway. Um, Rail Sun is a surf contest that's been going on in ditch plains in Montauk for 25 years. Um, this is the 25th year. And Rail Sun was, um, was a surfer who uh, was wonderful in many ways, um, but tragically, she died uh, after being um, succumbing to breast cancer. Um, but prior to her passing, she sort of made it a mission to the women of Hawaii to um, get tested and to take care of themselves. Um, so this uh, event, the Rail Sun Surf Contest, is a benefit sponsored by the East End Foundation right. uh, to help people pay for their medical bills. So it's always really fun. Um, the, a lot of people in the Montauk surf community are involved and, um, we have auctions, we have the contests and, um, people get to compete on different levels from, you know, kids competing to adults competing. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's not a, uh, it's not a, uh, it's more of a fun event rather than I would say a competitive surfing, um, it seems, it seems like super fun to watch and for a super good cause. I also learned quite right. a bit about East End Foundation. I think that they it's not just medical bills. I think they help local people in need no Absolutely. matter what they need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have I think we I'm not so um much involved in exactly what they do. I just work mostly with the people who organize the surf event, but yes. Um, I heard they help people on many levels. Um, uh, you'd have to talk to them to find out more, but um, I donate the uh, art every year, and that's sort of my contribution to them. I'm very and um, very lucky, very lucky to have you. I'm sure, and you know, vice versa. We're very lucky to have organization like theirs. Um, Absolutely. I I. I I'm just, I'm grateful. So the season's done for you, right? It is. I had my last show in Sag Harbor at the Harbor Fest. How was Harbor Fest, by the way? It it was fun. It was fun. I think there were quite a few people showed up. I think we had the bad weather. Um, We were supposed to set up on Friday night, which we sort of skipped. Some people decided that that hurricane was just going to be too windy, but we got lucky and everything seemed to, everyone came prepared with weights and um, I had an excellent show and I think a lot of people did. It's been, it has been a really tough summer and uh, summer for uh, weather. I mean, I feel like it's rained straight through. This wind, this fall has been really rainy. Yeah. but I think it's supposed to be yeah, next weekend as well. It's supposed to rain, but um, it's, it was hot. But I actually I did uh, ten shows this summer and I was fine. Um, for some reason, the Good. weekends maybe seem to have been spared. Um, but I was okay. Yeah, where did okay. you? I think the, where else did you show? I show in Montauk. I okay. usually show at the Montauk Artist Association. Has uh, two big shows in the summer, three day shows. Nice. Um, in May and in August. And then the Montauk Historical Society has three wonderful shows that are at Second House on the Green. Uh, not on the Green, at Second House um, um, Montauk Indian Museum, which is always really fun because we have music 
and it's always a really nice place to set up. Um, I've been to West Hampton um, at their chamber has three shows a year that I do and Sag Harbor. So, and then a couple in Amagansett, one in Amagansett and one East Hampton, um, which is pretty much rounds it out to 10, I think. (laughs) So it's busy. It's almost every weekend. Yeah. Well, congratulations on another successful season. I know. So do I send folks to mtkposter.com if they want? Well, not send them there, but let them know that's your website if they want to find out more information and see your work. Uh, That would be great. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, mtkposter.com. And you can see all the prints that I have for sale and various sizes. I'm Jenna Volpe. That's Allison Seifer. This was the Hot Studio segment underwritten by Peconic Landing. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love. Was leaving in the west it was blue. The children's laughter sang and skipping just like the stones that they threw. Their voices echoed across the wind. It's getting late. It was just another sunset and the moonrise not so far behind to give us just enough light to lay down underneath the stars and listen to Papa's translations of the stories across the sky to our own back up our Hawaii talk Jack Johnson, Eddie Vedder Kawika Hayapo from the best of Kukua Festival the live version of Jack Johnson's uh, Constellations this is Ari Selinger who I first heard from in Sag Harbor 
when he was releasing this record music from Moontown. This is 12 Constellations on WLIWFM. One lonely highway, one lonely road, one lonely child standing in the middle of the road. Two men on horses, two more on foot, two million marching around to the sound of a beating drum. Salinger to Dot Allison. This is Constellations from the Heart Shaped Scars record of 2021. The Old Devils and Oh Hellos on deck on WLIWFM.
Listening to the heart of the East End. Morning and midnight show. Featuring music from all decades and genres. And interviews of folks from all walks of life. All because of you listener-supporter of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. I'm Jenna Volpe. That was Dot Allison. These are the old devils. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to News You Can Trust, Music You Love on 88.3 and 96. Point nine FM streaming online to wherever you are at WLIW.org slash radio.